Coffee with Colby, episode 11. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Colby, the show that's about helping you put your best foot forward on your professional path. In the time it takes to enjoy one cup of coffee, we will cover the challenges that crop up in the workplace, how to balance your career and your personal life. This is all the stuff that you need to know that they didn't teach you in school. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm Colby Reed, and this is my show. Now, before we dive into this week's episode, friendly reminder, if you like the content I'm sharing here, and if you think it would be useful to someone else, I'd really appreciate it if you would help spread the word, and you can do that a couple of different ways. The easiest, and frankly the most important, pop open that iTunes account on your computer, on your phone, on your iPad, give us a quick five-star review, and that helps raise us up when people are searching for career-focused content on, uh, on iTunes. It would also be awesome if you would share the show on your social networks or shoot me a message on Twitter at Colby Reed, C-O-L-B-Y-R-E-A-D-E. Happy to answer your questions on a future show or talk about a topic that is on your mind. Now, that out of the way, let's get down to business. You may have noticed that there was no show last week, and there's a very good reason for that, and it's actually the inspiration for this week's show. The reason is burnout. Today, we're talking about burnout, what it is, what causes it, how it feels, and how to recover from it, and more importantly, how to protect yourself from it in the future. Now, burnout is this buzzword that gets thrown around a lot. You'll hear people on LinkedIn or at work just, I'm just, I'm so burned out, I'm just, I'm so, I'm so fried. And it's easy to think of it as something that only happens in serious instances to hard-charging, high-powered executives working 80 hours a week who work until they drop or people that can, can never let go of work. That's always, frankly, how I saw it. I'd read all these articles about, you know, these luminaries in the business world who were dealing with burnout or who had recovered from burnout and it was like this big thing. And what I realized, though, in my many years in the industry is burnout can happen to anyone at any time for any number of reasons. And it's not just as dramatic as, you know, kind of working yourself until you can barely move. Our bodies run on two types of energy. There's kind of the short-term fuel that sustains us for a few hours. It's a good night's rest. It's a good meal. But then there's that power reserve that we live off of that helps keep us going when maybe that short-term power isn't available. So let's say we have to pull an all-nighter or skip lunch or something like that. Our bodies don't just completely shut down because we have that power reserve built up. Now, if you use that resource occasionally, you refill it on a regular basis, it will serve you well. But if you try and live off of it, you don't sleep, you don't eat, you don't take care of yourself, you can do that for a period of time. Like... If you're just getting out of college, you probably did that leading up to finals week. You probably did that uh, leading up to midterms, maybe. Um, Maybe if you had a really difficult term of, you know, 10 weeks, you lived like that. But you couldn't do it forever. And eventually, if you try and do it forever, you're going to find yourself left on empty and not really able to do your job. And there's a lot of technical definitions and, and technical science around burnout and the symptoms, but... My brilliant wife actually came up with a really good analogy and definition that I like to rely on. Burnout is that feeling of emptiness when you are conscious and you have a task in front of you that you are fully capable of doing. You probably have done it a thousand times before, but you cannot 
physically make yourself do it. I'm not talking about being distracted by YouTube videos or not able to find the flow or getting your rhythm. I mean, you woke up, you ate breakfast, you had your coffee, you're sitting at your desk and you cannot make your body write that report that you've written a hundred times. The fact is you're in that mess and you're in that space because in that moment you are burned out. It may be on a smaller scale, it may be on a larger scale, but that is what burnout feels like. You have literally depleted your energy reserves to the point that you have nothing left in the long-term tank to help fuel you forward. This can happen a lot of different ways, but the most generic cause is trying to do too much for too long. And see, this is what I think is the most important distinction about burnout. See, when I had heard about burnout for the first time, it was always these, like I said, these super awesome professionals who were working night and day for months on end and they were bootstrapping a startup or they were you know, managing a consulting firm or they were launching a new business or they'd become an executive in a, in a big company or something like that. And they were working night and day for months on end until they collapsed and they had to take a six month sabbatical. And those are very real examples. And there are people who really do suffer from that. And those are, those are, you know, situations to watch for, but burnout can also creep up on the rest of us in a lot of different ways and needs to be watched for. Now, for example, let's say you've got a big project at work. You're pulling several weeks of long days. You're checking your email at night. You're poking at work on the weekends. You never really shut it off. And as a result, to kind of keep going at work, you start sacrificing all those things that fuel you outside of work. You're not sleeping enough. You aren't eating enough. You're not eating the right foods. You're sacrificing the things that recharge you. And it doesn't necessarily have to be work either. This could be a big life event. And see, that's the distinction that, that kind of drives me crazy. People think that burnout only happens from work. Work can be a really big part of it. I mean, we spend, I think you could, you could argue that we spend most of our waking hours at work, doing work or thinking about work. But there are plenty of things outside of work that can cause or contribute to burnout. So for example, if you're holding down a job and getting married, so you're dealing with a wedding or the wedding of a very good friend, let's say you're a, a maid of honor or a best man, you've got to do all the wedding stuff that comes with it. Maybe you've got work plus a new baby, new parents out there. You'll feel me on this. That can be exhausting and draining in and of itself. Let's say you're dealing with work and a big loss. Maybe you lost a loved one or a pet um, and you are dealing with the grief and the all of the, the life stuff that comes with that. Maybe you're dealing with work and an illness and that could either be an acute illness where you're You've got, uh, you know, uh, the flu or something like that, or you've got one of those colds that just won't leave you alone for four weeks, or it could be something more chronic, like uh, maybe you have an autoimmune disease, or you've got, uh, you know, some sort of, you've, you've got an injury and you're dealing with chronic pain or something like that. This is actually what has happened to me over the last month or so and why there was no podcast last week. Things at my day job were good, but they were busy. And then my personal life was really busy. We were I was waking up at 4 a.m., getting five hours of sleep, trying to get in a workout because I felt like that's what my body needed. I was investing way too much time in other commitments. I wasn't taking care of myself. It was kind of one of those, you know, get up at 4 a.m. and run myself all day long until 9 or 10 o'clock and then pass out and 
not sleep enough and get up the next morning and repeat. I got to a point where I was barely getting by in life. I was going through the motions and when I had a free minute, I would just kind of sit and stare at a wall. I, I, I couldn't even get to the point of how do I do something that makes me feel good? Thankfully, or unthankfully, depending on how you look at it, I've, I've been here before. I, I know what burnout feels like. I was able to recognize the symptoms and was able to invest in fixing myself and was able to recover relatively quickly. But if you don't know how to fix your situation, it can feel kind of hopeless. Like there is no way to get out of this black hole that I have found myself in. Experts will say that when you're burned out, your best option is to take a vacation. And that's lovely. If you've been in your job for several years, if you have accrued a lot of vacation time, if you own your own company, but if you're brand new on the job or even, you know, in your first year, odds are you don't have a ton of vacation time that's been banked up. You also probably don't want to go to your boss and say, hey, I'm burned out. I need to take next week off. Uh, if you've been on the job for like six months, that doesn't look good. Um, it looks like you can't hack the, the job. Even if you think that you have a supervisor who's super cool and will understand, it does. It, it's not the best move. I will tell you from experience. I worked with a manager. I had been on her team for a year and a half. She knew exactly how hard of a worker I was you know, how, how, how hard charging I was. I went to her and said, Hey, I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed here. I'm trying to work through some, you know, some self-care stuff. I'm going to be trying to do, you know, a couple of things differently. I don't think it's going to impact the work, but if it is, I just want you to be aware. And she reported me to HR because she thought that I couldn't do the job anymore. And that's, there's a whole other episode there we're going to talk about. Um, but that is the response that you could get from, from a manager. So your best bet when you're feeling this way if you can, if you can avoid going to somebody and saying, I need to take a week off, if you can work through it on your own, that's going to be your strongest position. The key to working through a burnout phase is finding the things that help restore you. The first thing you need to do if you are feeling this burned out sensation is start by clearing your calendar as much as possible. I want you to envision you've got a desk and you've got all kinds of trinkets and papers on it. And you just take your arm and you sweep it across and knock everything on the floor. It's such a satisfying sensation. Give yourself a week or two weeks to just clear everything you can off of your calendar. You're probably still going to need to go to work. You probably still need to, you know, you're probably going to still have a few commitments on there that you have to keep. But everything that is optional or that possibly could be optional, get rid of. Uh, this is, even if it doesn't drain you, you need to be focusing on the things that recharge you. So get rid of it. Are you an introvert and you made uh, plans to have cocktails with friends and now that just feels like a great time suck? Take it away. Um, reschedule for two weeks out. Let's say you're in a book club and you haven't had a chance to open the latest novel and you're feeling behind and you feel like you got to cram it in this week and tell everyone you will catch them on the next book. Sweep your calendar as clear as you possibly can make it. Second step is and this one's this one's hard. I mean, it sounds like it's, it sounds like it's you know common sense, but this is really hard to do. You have to sit down, be a grown up, and ask yourself what things are you neglecting when it comes to your self care. Are you sleeping seven hours a night, or are you getting by on five hours because you want to binge a few episodes of Game of Thrones? 
I will, I will admit this was a challenge that I was having that helped contribute to my burnout. I would, you know, work like a crazy person all day and then eight o'clock the kid would be in bed and I'd say, I need some, you know, decompression time. So I'm going to sit and watch, you know, two episodes of Mad Men that I've already seen before, two episodes of The Sopranos and not get to bed till 1030. And I'm only sleeping five hours as a result. Uh, winter will still be coming in two weeks uh, for my Game of Thrones uh, friends out there. Commit to going to bed and getting to sleep. Are you eating properly? If not, as soon as you possibly can this weekend. If you can, book time You know, one night this week on your way home from work. Go to the store and buy the healthy foods that you will actually eat. Don't go and feel like you've got to get some fancy you know, salad stuff that you know realistically you're not going to eat. If you're a fan of broccoli, stock up on broccoli. If you're a fan of you know, a specific kind of power bar, get those. Get the foods that you know are going to nourish your body and you're actually going to put in your body. Uh, bonus points if you can uh, meal prep so that it, it, you take you know, a two-hour period of time, prep you know, some salads, some, you know, you know, some, I don't know, chili, whatever your bulk meals might be so that you can just reach in the fridge that week. You don't have to think about food. It's there and you are nourishing your body. That is going to help you rebound as well. Also, what you need to be doing is find things that are feeding your soul. So for me, it's cleaning and organizing our house. So all last weekend, I'm not exaggerating. I was cleaning our garage. I was doing laundry. I was folding. I was putting away. I was cleaning floors. I wanted our house to feel calm. Maybe for you, um, it's uh, go dancing, going out dancing, or playing around a golf, or writing songs. Find things that recharge you. Prioritize those. Prioritize yourself. Um, I also recommend introducing things, if you're not already doing these already, that are naturally calming. Get into yoga, get into meditation, things that will help you. These are things that will help you uh, regulate your nervous system and you know calm down some of that anxiety that can contribute to burnout because if you feel like you've got a million things to do and no time to do them, it can be really difficult to you know, kind of settle yourself down. Um, also, and feel like a broken record here, but exercise is really important. It's going to give you energy. It's going to release endorphins. It's also going to help your body process cortisol, which is the uh, stress-inducing hormone. Uh, those are all things that cause stress. Those are all things that can contribute to burnout. Um, this is going to feel weird at first. We are taught to be busy people. We are taught to put others first. We are taught to put our jobs first. And especially if you're relatively new to a job, you feel like you need to do everything you possibly can to, to stand out and go the extra mile, you have to give yourself time and you have to prioritize yourself. Um, pushing pause for a week or two is not going to end your career, um, but it is going to help you start feeling more like a human being. It is perfectly acceptable and it is actually the smart move for you in the long term. If you try to limp through burnout, you may very well crash and burn. This is how people pop, up, pop off at their boss in a meeting or they miss an important deadline or they screw up on a big project. There's no one around right now. There's no parent around right now to tell you that you need to take a nap, that you need to take a day off of work. You have to do it for yourself and you have to really think about what your body needs and what your system needs. You have to basically parent yourself. This is just scratching the surface. There's a ton of research out there on burnout. There's more specifics on the symptoms, things you can do to overcome it. But really my hope is that this at least gives you a starting point for the next time you spend 
three hours staring at a screen trying to write an executive summary and can't explain why you feel so stuck. We'll get into more of the details on a future episode, but this is at least that starting point. Um, And that also is it for episode 11. Uh, Episode 12 will be coming up very soon. If you've got a question or a show topic, would love again if you'd hit me up on Twitter with that. I'm at Colby Reed. Uh, on Twitter and uh, tell your friends, give us a listen if you think that they would benefit from the show. And with that, I'm Colby Reed and we'll talk next time.